Alright guys, welcome to episode 43 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we're going to be talking about um, control on the PS5. We're going to talk about the PS5 controller. Uh, we're going to talk about um, you know, me playing Bloodborne and not being happy about everything that happened. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about um, what else? The Grammys, uh, Sound of Metal. Um, the fact that I should watch it because I keep fucking up canceling my Amazon Prime subscription. <laughs> and then we're just going to talk really just like kind of cash shit about Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> but first... start with mm-hmm. what we've been watching slash playing um, yeah so last week i talked about you know finishing up resident evil 4 and this week but then so after i finished that i was like all right well what do i play next because for the last year you know as i've talked about before i've sort of been catching up on show or, or uh games i never played before and it's always been pretty easy for me to, to sort of be like all right now this one all right now this one. right like i was always like uh you know when i finished batman i think i played like some first-person shooter, and then I was like, all right, Horizon Zero Dawn. Or, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and then I did Doom. And I was like, all right, Doom, easy, boom. But for this one, dude, I was literally there like, Final Fantasy, but I was like, I just finished a big, you know, short, a big game with Horizon Zero Dawn. Maybe I want a couple more short ones. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, do I want to do, I think I had Fallout 4, but I was like, I was like, I don't know. And then I was, I was this close to starting Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but then I literally saw an article that was like, it's tedious, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, a guy was like, yeah, I've spent 100 hours, and I'm not even close to done. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to. Like, <laughs> like, some of these games are just too packed that I'm like, the idea of, like, understanding all the little intricacies is going to make me anxious. But anyway, excuse me. So I had a game. Uh, I had gotten Control, I think, last month was the free game. And I heard my brother talking about it. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a try. And I saw that it was, like, an action adventure, and I was like, more than likely it'll be short. Let's go. Let's do it. How far are you into it? I'm about three hours. Three hours okay. into the chain. Three or four. Is this about, uh, is it like a, is the main character a woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The okay. Woman. And she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so she's like kind of like a paranormal cop. I, uh, I think so. That's what, like, she's that's like, what I was going to say. She's it's like, like the X-Files. <laughs> it, like it drops you in and it's like, oh, I'm in this building. Yeah. We got to go talk to director. So I'm like. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't understand, like, what the premise is, right? Like, on Halo or something, you go, like, hey, Chief, we just woke you up. You know, you've been sleeping for 200 years. The race of the Covenant is back. And you're like, okay, it's like a race and it's a fight. Okay. And then even <laughs> right. Horizon Zero Dawn, you get, like, You're like, I'm on. in the military, so clearly this is war. Like... Yeah, this is war. I get to shoot a gun. And then Horizon Zero Dawn, you're like, all right, you're a little girl. You're training. There's, like, robot things. You get, like, a long prologue. This thing's like, oh, good, you're back. Right, here's your gun. Anyway, magic or paranormal. <laughs> and then, bam. It's just, I was literally, like, I mean, three hours, three or four hours in, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. I know that I'm, like, a girl <laughs> who's, like, a director, and she's, like, has, like, ghost shit, but I haven't seen any ghosts. So, it's good. I think. <laughs> Are you having fun playing it? And actually, so the gameplay is actually pretty fun. It's like um, you have like, um, what is it called? 
telekinesis where you can pick up shit. Yeah. Right? So you have the sweet gun that, like, it re- auto-reloads, but then you also have telekinesis. So you, like, shoot, 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 and then you can use, like, telekinesis, and then you can, like, use, like, these, like, push-zoom things where you can, like, jet around the stages and stuff. Okay. So I like the gameplay a lot, like, the gunplay in the, in the like, in the, um... The villains are good because there's like shields and you have to think about that. The story, I really kind of don't know. I'm gonna have to read the Wikipedia on it in like an hour mm-hmm. or two after I play it a couple more days and be like, all right, what's what's really going on here? And something that I, I really like is that it uses the PS5 um, controller vibrations really, really well. Mm. Um, okay. it, so, so like when you're walking, there's like a gent, just slightly a little. Oh, wait, little, you said the PS5? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I was still imagining you playing on a PS4. Probably because this game came out on PS4. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was, when you were like, it uses the vibrations well, I wanted to interject with, like, I bet it's amazing on the DualSense, like, or whatever that new one is, because, like, they talk about, like, all the haptic feedback and, and shit. So. Yeah. But no, that's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, our friend Travis said the same thing. He's like, wait, did they upgrade, update it or upgrade it? I was like, I guess so, dude, because, like, I'll be walking and you just feel like a little, like, a little tap. And then you run and it goes, and it's like it like increases, but just at the pace that you're going. Mm-hmm. And then the the most uh, noticeable one is that the right trigger, when you have your gun out, or it's a stage where you can have your gun, it tenses up, so it like yep. it uh, does the, yeah. And I did not know that it was a thing, so I clicked it and I was like, "Are you telling? Oh, is this thing broken? God <laughs> damn it! I just got it. What the fuck?" And like I clicked it, and then I clicked the home button, and it took me you know to the main menu, and, I was, and it was and working I, fine. Yeah, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, it's part of the thing. So that's a super cool feature of the controller. I think I also think it's a terrible feature. So like, I think it's great in terms of like what it adds to the game. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's fucking the, it has to be awful for the controller because like one of the demonstrations they did when they were like showing off the controller. Right. Yeah. Is they had a game where the dude's gun jams like Mm -hmm. every once in a while and when it jammed, the controller trigger wouldn't go down. Oh, and I was like, that's super cool until someone's like, like, like there's going to be someone that's in like a hectic firefight and the gun's jammed and they just fucking like squeeze <laughs> the trigger so hard it breaks. Like, yes. I mean, I'm like, you're playing with, this is super dangerous, I feel like. Like, yeah. it's super cool, but way dangerous. I mean, my controller already has the float on the right stick. Oh, no. Yes. So I Googled it, and people, like, literally a month ago, somebody posted an article about how it's already happening to some people. And he's like, luckily, you know, if you bought it within a year, you can send it back, and you can try all these things to fix it. So far, I it hasn't been, like, annoying. So, like, I'll be like, oh, shit. But if it annoys me, or if it ends up me dying a bunch of times, or if it gets worse, I'm probably going to do the thing where I, you know... So how did little... you notice it? Um, I was aiming with her, and the gun, the, the aim just, like, went... Mm, like, slowly, like just to, like, yeah. the right and I was or like, whatever. God damn it, because one of my PS4 controls, I had two, and one of them, that started happening to it, and every time from then onward, I would just play with the other controller, because I used to alternate so that I didn't run out of battery, and I could just charge one right. while I played with the other one, and I just stopped doing that. I just played with one, but um, there's I, that article had a couple of troubleshooting things, and I'm gonna try those, and then if those don't work, then I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna send it in, and I don't want to buy another one because this shit's like seventy dollars. Yeah. And so I'll just be like, fuck it. I'm just gonna be without a PS5 for like, you know, a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, that that's the other thing too is the price is like seventy dollars, and you're like, fuck, that's so much. But then like, 
it's kind of hard to argue seventy dollars when, like, like you said, like there's there's feedback oh, and the triggers. Yes, yes, the, yes, the, yes, so it's like, it's like, like oh, I get why dude, it's seventy, dude, but fuck, I don't want to spend it. When I opened that remote and it like started vibrating when I played Astro's Playworld, I was like, this shit is worth the money, right? So I'm not going like shit, like, oh my god, like this is ridiculous. This shit should be this is overpriced crap. <laughs> I know this shit is expensive. It's heavy, right? Like the guy in the lawyer in Jurassic Park says, you know, it's like, are they heavy? Yeah, then they're expensive. Put them back. It's like that. So yeah. like, I I don't mind that. It's just like a. It's just a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, Especially exactly. when I just bought it, bought it. literally yeah. a month ago, and it already has that. And, of course, I'm sure it's something that happens when you buy, like, an early version of everything. Like, they always go, hey, remember that thing that was fucking up? Like, the early... Like, the 360, um, the Red Ring of Death? The Red Ring of Death. Or, like, I think, yeah, some of the 360s sounding like they were taking off a fucking fighter jet. Uh, pretty much, I, I don't know what causes this, but like pretty much every first version of a thing sounds like a fighter jet taking off. I don't yeah, know why. Like, like the very first PS3 fighter jet, very first PS4 fighter jet. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah and I was like, Jesus, Jesus, I remember being mm-hmm. at home and just listening to boot up uh, like GTA 4 and being like, it's okay, girl, it's okay, breathe, breathe, right. breathe. You it's don't funny because for whatever reason, Call of Duty is super hard on my PlayStation 4. Even it, it I have a PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. but like the. I'm at the home screen. Everything's fine. The moment, like, I click the application for Call of Duty, I hear, like, the screen goes black because it's loading. And I hear, I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Every time I, like, look at it, like, ready to see if it's going to explode. Oh, God. But, yeah. So, you know, that, yeah, that is a thing that just happens with the early versions. And also, I think it is a problem more prevalent with newer um, controllers just in general, not necessarily new as in like um, like the first of its kind, but also mm-hmm. just new in terms of like more recent. Yeah. Because I, I think the issue is that because they're packing so much in all of these controllers now mm-hmm. and, and trying to give them like a reasonable profile, you know what I mean? In terms of like the size and size and shape and silhouette and yeah. everything, yeah. I, I think it, it causes problems like that. Because I know the thing that has the most problems with it out of anything apparently are the uh, Nintendo Switch, the Joy-Cons. Apparently they're awful for like getting the float in it. I never had a problem with mine. I didn't have it super long. But like mm-hmm. people were talking about like literally like one weekend like floating. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I'd be so mad. <laughs> I mean, th- and it's like... And I think that's, again, I think it's because you're talking about a little analog, like an analog stick in this thing that's like no thicker than, uh, I mean, it's the thinnest shit ever. I can't come up with a reasonable, like a phone. Like, you right. know what I mean? The Joy-Cons aren't any thicker than like your smartphones now. Right. And so I think throwing an analog stick in there, I just think there's, you know, it, for whatever reason, the way it's, it has to be designed, it, it kind of tends to float a little. Yeah. And it sucks because like, um, you know... Uh, fuck, what was I gonna say? When I got the PS4 and then started happening to it, the one that I said was fucked up, I was like, eh, this is really expensive, right? Because I, I bought one <laughs> of them and I'm guessing it came with it. I'm like, I bought, I played a lot of money and this is like 20, 20, it was 2020. I was like, is this 2020? I'm like, this should this be happening? Because, dude, so I had my 360, right? I had about a 360, mm-hmm. I got a 360, we've talked about it before, in 06. And I had that white one up until like 2011 and then i had like mm-hmm. an, a, another ha- a halo themed one for about a year and then i had this like um the black one the black the final black version the one that was like 
Um, of the 360? Yeah, where the yeah, button wasn't like about. plastic. It was like glassy. It was like, ding. You know, you didn't even have to. Right, and it was just, like a silver, and it stood up, and it had like a like a distinct angle on the side of it. Yeah. As opposed yep. to being curved at all. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. So I had that one up until like 2018, right? And then it just crapped out on me. That entire time, I had the same white controller from the original one, where the, right. dude, the little dots on the joysticks were gone. I, I used to call them. The oh nipples. yeah, you know, like like the, little, the four little nipples <laughs> yeah. on each one. I was like, those were nothing. There was negative of those, and I would still boot it up in like 2016, 2017 to play like multiplayer, and it still worked. Yeah. And so for this shit to be fucking out a month into me owning it is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think it's because they're trying to pack. Like even the PS4 controller, it's got a touchpad. It's got a light on the front. It has motion controls inside of it. That little um, speaker thingy. It's got the speaker. It's got a microphone, I think, in it, te- or technically. But yeah, it has a speaker. And I think it's just like they're cramming all this in there. And I, I think it's one of those things with like, yeah, we can make this analog stick this way and save space. And I'm hoping that, like, and I think, you know, that makes it more susceptible to floating. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm hoping now, after, like, people shit all over Nintendo for it and shit all over PS5, like, when it first came out, yeah. that they're going to be like, okay, look, we can pack all these things in here, but we need to make sure this doesn't happen because people are getting very upset. Right. right. I mean, there was, like I said, there was an article about it. So that means that there were enough people who called into IGN or whoever wrote it to be like, hey, man, like, you guys should look into this. That they were like, maybe we should. Right, and so that's another reason that I don't want to send it in. It's like it's not annoying. I play a little bit. I don't play a crazy amount. It would annoy me. I don't stream, right? So like, it's not gonna right. impede me from playing really well. So I'm just gonna give it time. If it gets super annoying, I'm gonna try the troubleshooting. If it gets even more annoying or it doesn't work, I'm just gonna send it in. But I do want to wait in case they make some sort of update. And instead of going, hey, we'll just replace it, they can replace it for better, or they can just, or they can fix it, or they can replace it entirely. Right. Yeah. So there's a there's a different version of that. Uh, for so I have the PlayStation Gold headset, mm-hmm. and so like they are notorious for fucking shattering. Like, so the the headphones, like the actual earbuds, like earphones, mm-hmm. right, and the stare, like the quality of the sound are super great, mm-hmm. and the padding that goes like on the headband over it, like I'm wearing them right now, it's super comfortable. It's the best headset I've ever owned. Right, mm-hmm. whatever it is, the way they set up, it folds right. Like it folds in, like each ear phone like folds in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where, yeah. However, they've done that. It leaves that outside shell of the, and also the ear phones can like go down and up on the band, right? You know what I mean? In right. case your ears are lower or higher. Um. So, however, they separated the band versus the folding versus all this, right? It shatters at the fucking ear almost without fail and like i had i didn't know this until a friend told me but he was like i've had like five of these headsets and i was like and they're like a hundred dollars and i was like you keep paying a hundred dollars he was like no there's a one-year warranty and they always break before the one-year warranty so then i roll up to best buy and i swap it out and then he's like and like of course i was able to do that once and then this one like has lasted for like it didn't get a crack in the band until like year like a year and three months and i was like fuck i missed it like <laughs> you should have been like hey julie you want to play with this play yeah. with do you want to shake this around um <laughs> but like yeah it was just funny he was like i've had five of these i was like you keep buying them and he was like no i just paid for it once and so that's what you should do with your controller yeah like i feel like if you 
You can look it up. I wonder if it has to be a Sony thing, but usually with stuff like that. Um, like when my friend turned it in, he would just go to like a Best Buy or a GameStop with the box and just be like, it has a one-year warranty. And they'd be like, yep. So like, I wonder, that might be something to look into if you can just like bring the box and the controller. Yeah. I mean, and, maybe. And just, be, and just be like, this has float. It's under warranty. And they're like, okay. And they just give you another one at the store. Yeah. And you're like, cool. If maybe. nothing else, if, if you're still having problems, like even if it's not, has it gotten worse? If it's covered for a year. I would give him a call at eleven months. I'd be like, "Hey, that's hey, right. it's that's floating." It, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, it's working well enough. It's month eleven. I think I'm gonna give these guys, this giant multinational corporation, a break. They've been hard right. working hard enough." I'm like, no, no, you're gonna give me one for free. So I already know it's gonna be fixed or it's gonna be a new one. Um, <laughs> it's just a matter of when. Um, if it was Best Buy, that'd be so easy. If I would have bought it separately, right? Like, it's just that it's the controller that came with the console, so I don't know how easy. You it might be. still be able to do that though, just because they know it's an issue. I'm just, I'm not sure. I would definitely look it up before you show up to Best Buy and look like an asshole. You know, the giant I tried like, this, and they're like, no, like, no, those that came with it. You need to have bought it separately. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah. But anyway, back to, uh, just to get back to control. Um, Sorry. it's good. I I like it. It 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 has the classic. We talked about this. Last week, with oh boy, getting lost and you know having a <laughs> little arrow. This shit just—it's like, it's like a building, right? But there's like levels to it. But then within the levels, you go like up, up some like half stairs and down some half stairs, and it's like grayed out or light gray or gray, yeah, gray, darker gray or light gray. Like I just want—I'm like, Dude, just <laughs> give me a fucking arrow. Just tell me where to go because all these hallways look the same. I literally had to Google like literally on the third level. <laughs> I had to look up on YouTube how to get to a place, and everybody in the comments was like, having to look up on YouTube at the third level, really great level design, guys. And literally, every time I look something up, whether it's to find a place or defeat a boss, they're like, yep, this level design is horrible. We should was told where to go. Yeah. So, but yeah. But other than that, I like it. And um, kind of like how with Resident Evil, after a couple hours, I started liking more and more to where I was like looking forward to playing it and getting excited to playing it. Mm-hmm. I feel the same about this, where like in the first hour, I was like, eh, yeah, we'll see. And then like, like I said, now I'm probably closer to hour four or five, where I'm like, look excited to play, where I'm like, okay, like I, I kind of want to play it. Or like, you know, and then like right now when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I kind of want to get on and, and continue playing it. So I think it'll only get better. And I'm, I, sh- I hopefully will be done with it by next week. But if not, the week after, definitely. Because I, I looked up how long it usually takes. And it's um, it's much shorter than Resident Evil 4. So, Good deal. Yep. All right. Um, so what I've been playing. Um, still playing Bloodborne. Uh, the thing <laughs> is, is that... So I finished it. Um, so uh, there's no real story. I, I, well, I take that back. I, I do think there is a real story. I don't think they tell you any of it. I think you're supposed to be able to gather through context clues and, you know, the descriptions on some items and some of the people you meet and some of their dialogue. I mm-hmm. think I think it's by design that it's very minimal, but I do think there is a story going on. You know, maybe, I, I don't, you know, maybe from software, the people that make it, maybe they didn't have all the particulars and that's why they decided to go this route. But yeah. all their games are like this. It's like this very vague, you trying to figure out, like, it's almost like they design it so that you have as much information as your character. And your character in every one of these games fucking wakes up in a fucking place. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and I, I think it's on purpose because the whole, like, because it's such a brutal fucking not hand-holding game. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, you're going to die a lot. Like, dying is integrated into, like, the story. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. 
It's like it's like not expected that you're gonna die, but it's like oh no, it's a hundred percent expected. Like it, it's it's like they like there's a whole mechanic around dying. There's they know you're going to die. Like they have they have some deaths that are almost unavoidable the first time you play because you don't know about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like like it, it's it's all playing around it, and all of the stories generally have this weird like. Groundhog's Day kind of thing going, and I, I don't want to say it's like Groundhog's Day where like everything's the same. It's more that just this is like an endless cycle, and you're trying to be the one to break it. You know what I mean? Like, like you're the one that's whatever is going on in this world that's causing these monsters or causing these beasts to exist. Like, there are hunters in Bloodborne, and it's like you get the feeling that you're a special hunter and you're trying to break this awful curse and cycle that is over this land slash hunters you get what i'm saying yeah mm -hmm. so you don't have a whole lot of story there's a guy in the very beginning in Uh like your hub like your little hub where you can level up and buy stuff yeah there's this old guy in a wheelchair named garman and he just sits there and he talks to you and and like the person you talk to to level up is just this like human doll and she just talks to you, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Garman's super creepy because he's like, you can use the doll however you like. And I'm like, you're fucking this doll, old man. Um, like, like, that's all he says. And every time, I'm like, you're fucking this doll. Um, so, like, anyway, so Garman's in this wheelchair. So, he's, like, he, he's like kind of creepy, but you're like, whatever. And then, all of a sudden, like, at a certain point, you don't see Garman anymore. He's not in the same spot. You look around for him. He's just not there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever. And so, like, every time you kill a boss... And, like, lime green, maybe not lime green, more like a teal, like, big letters come across the front. They say, pray slaughtered, because you're a hunter. Right. I killed this boss, and instead of in green saying, pray slaughtered, it in red said, nightmare ended. And I was like, that's different. Hmm. And I went back to the hub, which is called the hunter's dream. Mm -hmm. Um, Went back to the hub. Everything was on fire. And the doll was standing there, and she was like, Garman wants to see you with the, the... big oak tree or whatever and so like there's a gate that's normally closed you walk over there garman's there he's in his wheelchair he turns around and looks at you and he's like i can offer you he's like you've done it i can you know put you to sleep and you won't have to deal with this nightmare anymore and i'll i'll take care of it from here so you can accept Mm -hmm. or refuse and so like this kind of feels like to me at this point at the ending right Mm -hmm. like i'm like He's just trying to fucking, you know, like, like he's just trying to keep me in the cycle. I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I refuse. And so he gets up. He has this giant scythe he pulls out because he's like the very first hunter um, that ever was. And so he has this giant scythe he pulls out and you fight him. I beat him. I killed him. I picked up his shit. Cutscene happens. A big old fucking like weird like alien looking thing that there are other smaller alien looking things in the in the game. Mm-hmm. So like again, you don't you're not given much info, but you you can kind of be like, oh, this is like the god version of those. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the big one controlling all these other little aliens. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he fucking wraps all his little tentacles around me and like it's like an embrace. It's not really like a squeeze or an attack. It just feels like he embraces you, right? Right. Next cutscene, the doll is pushing me in the wheelchair. I was like, I fucked it up, bro. I got the bad <laughs> ending. Like, 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 I don't know what the good ending is, but that's definitely not it. Like, <laughs> I text one of my friends that that like I've been talking about with this game because he's played it a bunch, and I was like, I was like, I'm Garman now. I'm the old guy in the wheelchair, and he was like, Oh no, what have you done? And I was like, I did something wrong. I don't know what. 
but I'm gonna fill that doll with so much cum. And I was like, <laughs> and he, I was like, I was like, that didn't even feel good to type out. Felt gross. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm starting over to get the good ending. I've I've looked some stuff up just to see like, like there are actually apparently three specific items you need to have in your inventory to get like the true ending. Mm. So I'm playing through it again. Everything's going much quicker because I like am actually good at this fucking game now. So everything's going much quicker. Hopefully, I can speed through it and get the fucking true ending because I don't want to be the old guy in the wheelchair. It's not. Right. It's not who I want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy telling the next time, like, use the doll however you want. Yeah, <laughs> amen. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like, like Coach do, Steve's man? fucking horrible. Yeah, what are you do, baby? <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, 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 so yeah, so I finished Bloodborne, kinda. Uh, now I have to go through it again. Yeah, definitely keep me updated. I want to see what the other ending would be. Yeah. The doll's fucking you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the doll's in the wheelchair and he's yeah, like, no, he's no, the human, just however just you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Either All way, right. somebody's getting fucked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not leaving until someone gets fucked. Um, <laughs> All right, so, so what else? Is there anything else you've been watching, playing? Yeah, yeah, so this will uh, segue into our next topic, but I, I watched the movie uh, Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. Um, have you heard of this movie? Have you seen anything about it? Or I've literally it? heard the name in, in, like, just through, like, osmosis of just scrolling through tweets and people haphazardly mentioning the Grammys, or not Grammys, the Oscars nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've definitely seen the name of it, and I feel like that's the only way I've seen it. Yeah, so... Also, um, I should watch it because... It's a movie, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I should watch it because I have Amazon Prime because I started the free trial and now have been billed three months because I keep forgetting to cancel it before the month three bills. Oh, no. So, so uh, <laughs> oh, crap. Let me think of what, what we can watch. Uh, the Boys. Watch The Boys. And, uh, yeah, definitely watch The Boys. I think you'd okay. like The Boys. I think that should be the next thing that you, that you check out now that you have it. Um, but it's got, it's got a good movie selection. But anyway, um, so the Oscar nominations came out this week. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But this was one of the eight Best Picture nominees. And so far, I think you you have seen one. You've seen Judas, right? In the yep. Black Messiah. And I saw yep. that one as well. And I also saw Promising Young Woman. But that's it. So I only had seen okay. two out of eight. Um, and so Which is a I, fucking terrible number for you, right? The, I yeah. I feel like you, the movie guys, usually fucking ride up to speed with all of these when they I, come out. At a minimum, at least half of them, right? Like, right. I usually try to either see them or in theaters and be like, I think this one's going to be it. But for the most part, I try to, like, sort of, how can I say, like, like try to always watch the ones that are definitely going to be nominated. Like, definitely, like, last year would have been, like, Parasite and, like, Little Women. I was like, these are definitely going to be nominated. But then there's, like, some outliers. So maybe I'll check those out after it's nominated. Right. And not to say that I only watch them. Uh, just because they're Best Picture nominees. I just watch them because there's so many movies always, every single year, that I try to watch the ones that, you know, I can give an opinion about. Especially if people go, hey, like, which, you know, Best Picture, what have you, what have you seen, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I made a list of all of the six I hadn't seen, and I put the running time next to them. Just so I can be like, all right, which ones can I knock out super fast? Let's do it. And so the, um, I, and then I looked at them, and they're all pretty much around two hours, which is nice. Not, I think the longest one that I hadn't seen was like 210. And I think all of them were around 210. I think the longest one was... Uh, Judas maybe Mank at one at two, two hours and ten minutes so that's pretty good and I think Judas is two hours and ten Trial of Chicago 7 is two hours and ten and not to say that I'm going off the running time but it's just like none of them are like the Irishman right right, Where you're right. Like, oh none of, fuck. yeah none of them are like the Snyder Cut of Justice League oh my god oh. <laughs> right exactly like, you don't look at the list and go fuck that's homework and so I was like I'm just gonna you know sound of music 
It's not music. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that one's not two hours. Uh, it's like Sound of Metal. It's on Amazon Prime. I have Amazon Prime. I have my girlfriend's Amazon Prime. And, uh, so I, <laughs> I'm just like, let's just, yeah, let's just knock it out and take care of it. Um, and it was pretty good. It's the story of a drummer named Ruben, played by Riz Ahmed. And you know him from, he was in Rogue One, and he was in the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. And he was also in, what else was he in? I feel like he's been in other stuff. I just can't remember it. And anyway, so he plays a drummer in a, in a two-person duo um, with his girlfriend, who is played by Olivia Cook, And she was in Ready Player One. And not I don't know what else she's in. But anyway, okay. so they're... They're like a heavy metal, like, like she just yells and he's like the drummer, right? Like, like, uh, hardcore metal. Um, and then one day he just, his hearing starts to just go and then it goes fast and then he pretty much goes deaf within a few days. And so the movie's about him, like figuring out how to be deaf, how to live this new life, especially in a job, you know, in a, in a job where he needs that, right? Where he, you know, it's probably right. the cause of why they don't ever say, you know, you got it cause you were drumming without protection, but you know, it's pretty much like it's kind of like insinuated, right? Yeah. Um, and so the movie's great and the performance is great, but I would say the one thing that I came away from it is the sound design. So I watched this movie with headphones, and I think if you watch it, you should try to watch it with your headphones as well, because um, they put you in his POV, I guess, or POS, his point of sound, where okay. like you'll be like his the, the camera will be like pretty much over his shoulder, kind of. And it'll be clearly from his point of view or like sort of kind of what he's hearing. And right. then it'll just like either leave or you'll hear like the sound. You'll hear like like when somebody's talking, you'll hear like, right? like, that <laughs> like the Charlie of, like, Brown sound. Yes. And like muffled, dude. And then you hear like sounds and it's incredible. And um, yeah. And so I think. And, and the reason I did that, I saw it on Twitter a couple months ago when it, it had originally come out on Amazon Prime. People were like, hey, if you get a chance to watch this movie, watch it with headphones. I think it'll put you in a position, in a role where you feel everything he's feeling. And so his performance is great, but that sound design is what I was like always coming back to. And sometimes it becomes overwhelming where you just feel like, Jesus Christ, like you, you sort of get like, all right, maybe should I turn these headphones down? Is this too loud? Am I, am I endangering my hearing? Um, <laughs> am I going to be in this movie like in real life later? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, his, his performance is great. And then he goes to live. Um, so he's, he's a former addict. That's also a part of the story. He's a former heroin addict. And he goes to, he, his girlfriend sees that he's having a hard time dealing with, you know, becoming deaf. And so she's worried that he's going to start using again. And so he sends, or she sends him to like this home where um, deaf former addicts can live together and sort of support each other um, okay. so that they don't use. And the, um, I don't say leader, like the, the head of the home is played by an actor called Paul Reese. And his performance, dude, is fantastic, dude. He is so good. And I would say him and Daniel Kaluuya are probably like one and two or like they're like tied for like the best performances I've seen like all of last year. Um, even though they're both supporting, they're both like technically supporting. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I would say watch it. It's only two hours. It goes by fast. It's a great performance. He puts in a good performance. Um, I think his name is Joe in the movie. He's like fucking fantastic. And the sound design is just like you just go like, holy shit. Like that's like worth watching for the movie alone if you can watch it with headphones i think i mean it's worth watching even if you don't watch it with headphones but i think if you have headphones that's the best way to watch it 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link to like just a short snippet of something that I always like. It immediately caught me for having good sound design. It's it's not worth even really talking about because it's just one episode. But okay. um, I'll send it to you at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that sounds awesome. Like I, I I'm probably gonna check that out. Um, there's a there's a game I played that has the same sort of like uh, like forcing you into the perspective of like the player. Mm-hmm. Or not the player, the character. Like, like yeah. all games try and do that, but like this one achieved that like well beyond any sort of like other game I've played. Um, mm-hmm. It's called uh, Sanua's Sacrifice, mm-hmm. um, and and you play as a character. And I don't want to give anything away because it kind of yeah. will hurt your playing of it if you don't know that's a thing until after. Um, but anyways, uh, it's just like that kind of experience is always cool you know what i mean like if if they're going to go through the process of demonstrating or showing you something and and they actually put in the work Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it it always helps and it just enhances the experience so that that's cool that they did that with the like you said the sound like you know sounding muffled once he i'm assuming once he's starting to already be deaf Yes, yes, and then you, you like, one of the, like, it's a in, in, in very interesting reveal early on, it's not a spoiler or anything, but he's, he go, you know, he gets to the home, and he's eating dinner with them, and he, you see his perspective, um, you know, he, he's kind of, like, cameras over his shoulder, or you, like, close up of his face, and you just hear, like, some distant pop, you hear, like, or, like, some sounds, and right. some, like, like, sort of, it sounds like you're in space, right? Right, and then it cuts to a wide shot of everybody at the table, and it is loud. Like everybody's making, you know, the sounds from from their uh, sign languaging, and they're banging the table to get other people's attention from across the table. And you hear clanking and clanking and stuff, right. and just that reveal. Um, it's early on, early on, and there's more stuff. I, mean, I didn't spoil like a big reveal. It's just you just go like, wow, like that's like it 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 reveals so much in such a simple thing, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely rec- recommend it. Um, Sound of Metal, uh, fantastic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's nominated for a bunch of Oscars. I think, you know, best actor, best supporting actor, uh, best picture, and I believe best director also. Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, but we can, we can talk to the Oscars about the Oscars if you want, uh, for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, Um, so the one thing I noticed that seems weird to me is like, and you have it on here, which is the, just because it's the one I've seen, not giving... Putting Lakeith Stanfield in the the supporting role. Yes, that seems odd, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And it. So the movies choose which categories they want to be put in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so they they submitted him as best supporting, but people were saying, well, yeah, he had to submit it for best supporting because people were saying he somebody he was submitted in that role because they thought that that gave him the best odds to be nominated, and uh, it worked okay. clearly. But then also you go. Well, that shouldn't be the case, right? Like, it should be, you should put him in there, and his performance is so good that he should just be automatically nominated. Right. Um, but I think, you know, when you do that, you kick out other performances, right? Like, so, but, yeah, it's... That seems like a scummy thing for, like, the, uh, like, um... The I don't know, for, movie, for movies or studios to just be able to decide on their own. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like if, if Lakeith isn't good enough to make like the the best 
like lead actor or whatever best actor right yeah if he's not good enough to win best actor then the answer is like i guess you shouldn't get nominated because you were the lead actor you know, yeah like right. i understand it's a great performance but you were the lead actor and you maybe weren't as good as these other nominees you know what i mean right. like it sucks but that dims the rules you know what i mean like it sucks mm-hmm. to just, and that makes things even more confusing for me because like i remember um what god it's a movie Scott, boy, I am fucking awful with confusing these people and their mm-hmm. names. Um, red, uh, redheaded actress. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain. Nope. Uh, I feel like it's, it's Rachel Adams. Adams, maybe. Rachel McAdams. Is Amy that... Adams. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of another movie she's been in off the top of my head because she's been in a bunch. But I think the mo- it had Christian Bale. Um, it's like a fat dude. Um, oh, uh, yeah, it's Amy Adams. It was, um... Amy Adams, okay. Uh, uh, American Hustle. American Hustle. That got nominated for, like, best comedy. And I remember the whole time I was watching it, I was like, it, it, like, I watched it. And the moment I heard, like, best comedy, I was like, excuse me? Like, yeah, like this the Golden is, Globes, that, yeah, that was one of the Golden Globes, because it's fucking, they're goofy. Because, like, they, they nominated The Martian for best comedy. They're like, he's stuck in space, what a laugh riot. <laughs> right, um, so, like, what the fuck so, is going on here? Yeah, I think, yeah, because it, it, it's weird how, like... Do you think the studio's just saying, like, there weren't any good comedies this year, just throw it in there, and, like, like we had one funny set of dialogues, just throw it in there, and maybe we'll win one? Like, yeah, they're like, oh, he makes uh, potatoes out of his poop. Put it in there, it's funny! Yeah, Christian Bale looks fat. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple comedic scenes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's weird when, like, how the studios pick what they want to submit for what, right? Right. Um... The best like, story, but, of course, is the one you telling me. What was it? Disney, uh, The Lion King being nominated for best animated. Oh film. yeah, they didn't even nominate. Yeah, that that that's a great burn. So that is a fi- fucking fantastic burn. Whoever did that <laughs> is very good. Yeah, because they they were like Lion King live action. Because technically we had one shot, and they nominated it for best animated fe- feature. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but uh, but it's it's dumb because like so for Judas and Black Messiah, I go, yeah, technically, um. Fred, uh, Daniel Kaluuya playing Fred Hampton, he is supporting because the movie's not about him, right? Because the movie's through the perspective of uh, Will. I forget his last name. Um, O'Brien, I think. Yeah, yeah. Will O'Brien, yeah, yeah. So it's through his perspective. So it's like... One or the other. Uh, Bill O'Neill. Yeah, Bill O'Neill. That's what it okay. is. Yeah, yeah. Bill O'Neill, so, right? Because he's the one that's sort of being like watched and you know he's being used and... Right. Right. But then you get these great scenes with him and his girlfriend... Who, where you were like, you Bill O'Neill isn't near there. So in that case, you go, why aren't they just both nominated for Best Actor? Which has happened before. Because um, months ago, I mentioned the movie Amadeus about yeah. the uh, you know Mozart. And I remember saying something like, how good is the guy who plays Salieri, the guy who is jealous of him? He's so good that he was nominated for Best Actor and won in the movie where he doesn't even play Amadeus, right? Like, that's right. how good he is. And I yeah. feel like that's the case here, where in in oh in Amadeus, Tom Holtz, who played Amadeus, was also nominated for Best Actor. So they both were. So it has happened before. So it's not like, oh, we, well, we could, we, we, Lord, we would have to pick one. Although I, I think we probably would pick um, um, Daniel Kaluuya over Keith. But just because, yeah. you know, he doesn't have as much to work with. But, it's but I think that I remember rare. reading they actually have, like, equal screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a, um, there's like a, uh, an account I follow on Twitter that measures out how much time actors spend on screen, mm-hmm. and they were both like, I think like forty percent, thirty or forty percent. 
So yeah. you could totally do that. I mean, I think Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor, and he's only on screen like 16 minutes in Silence of the Lambs. Right. right? So there's no like hard rule that's like, oh, oh, his pinky wasn't in, or you know, right? Yeah. Just his pinky <laughs> there. It, we, he didn't make the 70% mark. It's all just kind of subjective because it's all about how the story is told, right? Like, you know, somebody could be on screen a lot and still be supporting because it's not their story. Right. So I think um, the only options to me that feel true to this movie are a the Keith is leading actor, Daniel Kaluuya is supporting actor, mm-hmm. or b both lead actors. Yes, mm-hmm. like I totally agree. both supporting is not an option to me. Like, right, like, right. It is if your answer is like, well, they have equal screen time, then they both have to be lead actors because right. they're both like realistically, like Lakeith's character is more of the main character. It's like yes, he's yeah, he's the one story. yes pushing us through the story. You know what I mean? Like right, yes. What is happening to him is what is moving the story forward. But like if your argument like I said is equal screen time, then the answer is like he's the main character and then Daniel Kaluuya is like kind of who the movie's about. Right? Like yeah. like like Bill O'Neill is our vehicle, Daniel Kaluuya is our like what we're trying to learn about. You know what I mean? Like, like so right. like at the very least they're both leads, but if it's not if you're going to try and say one is a supporting, then it's it's Daniel Killian. And there's no way right. that they're both supporting. Exactly. Like it's like then who is the lead? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Even if even if you take away who is the lead, like if they're both supporting, what are they supporting? Like what is like what are we saying is the movie about? You know what I right. mean? Like, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And the answer is like nobody? Like 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 the FBI? Look at the fuck out of here. <laughs> they would have nominated them both for supporting and made, what's his name? Fucking uh, Beth Damon. Uh, Beth Damon, <laughs> black actor, best actor. <laughs> that would have been, uh, the, uh, yo, people would have lost their fucking minds. People would have, yeah, they would have been like, fuck this show. <laughs> I mean, he was a great performance. And I wouldn't have yeah. been surprised if it would have been, you know, um, a Keith actor and then them two for supporting, right? Because right. even for yeah. supporting, there's a movie called A History of Violence with William Hurt. Or with uh, Viggo Mortensen and William Hurt shows up for I think like literally an eight minute scene and he got a best supporting actor nomination for that. So yeah, like really? it doesn't you don't have to be the whole movie. You can literally be one scene, right? Yeah. So like um, the way uh fucking what uh Alec Baldwin and fucking what is it? Oh Glenn Gary Glenn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he just comes in as he should have won it with he, the brass balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to oh, sh- the man with the press ball, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> he, he he stands up, fa- like he back facing the camera, turns around with the press balls, and then walks press up Oscars. front. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. But yeah, but, that, uh, that classification made no sense to me, and I didn't realize that the the studios themselves like offer them up for whatever categories they do. Yeah, yeah. I was always like, why are they like? Why is the Academy making this decision right now that this is who this belongs to? <laughs> yeah, like I remember uh, about I think thirteen years ago, uh, Kate Winslet was nominated up until the Oscars, like for at the Screen Actors Guild, at the Golden Globes, and everything, all that bullshit for the movie called The Reader. And I think she was up until that point. All of them were Best Supporting Actors for The Reader, Best Supporting Actress. And then at the Oscars, they were like, "Fuck it." Let's just submit her for actual best actress. And they submitted her for best actress and she won. So it's like, right? Like sometimes it's Ugh, just like, yeah. you just kind of go like, all right, well, what are they willing to give her? You sort of read the tea leaves and you go, oh. Yeah, but that's know. like defeats the whole purpose to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Well, that's the thing with the Oscars is that, you know. Well, then at that point is like, like, it's weird because like, let's say I get the supporting role in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I am the best 
at being the supporting role. But it's like now this lead actor, like 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 I was actually like number one, right? Like like in this race of mm. being a supporting actor, I was number one. But there's a chance that the guy that finished third, like second or third for lead actor, now gets my grand or my Oscar because, because they just put him in fucking down. supporting actor. <laughs> yeah, he like comes down to my weight class. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's some guy yeah, exactly. There's some like fucking varsity playing the J V team in the tournament. You right, I mean? exactly. Like, yeah, like, yeah, there's, yeah. There's some guy out there that thought he was going to get nominated for best supporting actor and saw Lakeith Stanford. He was like, get that shit the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I forget who it was because up until that point, let me check the Golden Globe nominations because those usually reflect, like, um, like they reflect pretty well the the supporting, not not so much the lead because they have like category. Because for the for the uh, uh, Golden Globes, they do you know best lead in a comedy, best lead in a drama, uh, okay. but supporting it's all one. So there's only right. one. Um, uh, only one category, one winner, but one, yeah. I think it was uh, Jared Leto in The Little Things. So I guess it, it did turn out pretty well. Okay, we, we, we saved a bullet, we dodged a bullet, we didn't get Jared Leto nominated, so actually I'm okay with it. <laughs> Hold on, so real quick, there was a, this is completely unrelated, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. for taking us off track, but I saw a tweet about Jared Leto in a movie that's coming out soon, maybe? Or maybe mm-hmm. it's just now filming? And they're like, here's Jared Leto. And I looked at it like five, like it was four pictures, He's like old with no hair on top. I think. Yeah, yeah, he... yeah. It's the um, it's Ridley Scott's The House of House of Gucci. It's about like the 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 designer, with yeah. uh, Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. And yeah, he plays like a fat guy with like a uh, a bald spot, or uh, he's bald on top, but he's got like long hair on the sides. Right, and I literally looked at all four of those pictures like three times each, and I was like, I can't tell this is Jared Leto. <laughs> like, <laughs> it didn't look at all like him to me. Like, every time I looked at it, I was like, I don't see it. Did I believe it's that, him, but, like, I don't see it. Did you see that tweet that was like, man, Jared Leto be, will be killing people in real life just to prepare for a role for a movie that gets 20% on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, this is hilarious, and it, I'm not shitting you. I have a friend who saw... Um, Tropic Thunder in theaters uh-huh. and legit did not realize that the guy in the fat suit was Tom Cruise until the end. <laughs> and I was like, who are you, bro? Like, how, you can like, tell his voice. Your, like, what is your life like where, like, uh, just this super obvious fat suit, like, uh-huh. how do you operate through life where that is, like, a surprise? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what other shit are you just completely baffled by? There, there's a tweet that's like, man, I wish I liked critical thinking skills. Y'all seem so happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah he told me that and i was like what do you mean and then he but then he also told me a story where it's like he, he he said his brother has like a lazy eye and he didn't realize it until like he was like they were both in middle school and he said he was at the dinner table and he was like what's wrong with your eye and his mom like <laughs> smacked, smacked the shit out of him and he was like what like and he was like, he was like do you not see there's something wrong with his eye and his mom was like it's been that way forever uh, and he was like what you been <laughs> I was like, bro, how do you make it through your life right now? Oh, God. But anyway, so back to the Oscars. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but like I said, so usually I would come in here and be like, oh, I've seen this one. This one's good. I've heard about that one. I've heard about this one. But this year, I just, I don't know. I've just felt like out of it just because, you know, people, they either can't see them or they're on streaming. So it's hard to know which ones are making like a pop, right? Well, that's the other thing, too, is that the streaming really fucked this. Because like at any given point in time, if a movie's in a theater, I can be like, I'm going to go see that. But, like, if I'm subscribed to, 
I, as aforementioned, um, have been billed three times from Amazon Prime because I just keep forgetting to fucking cancel it. Mm-hmm. So now you're asking me if I want to watch these that, like, I remember to cancel HBO Max and then and then get this one so I can catch this movie and then, re- you know, like, cancel Right, these. right. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm just going to forget. Right. So, like, there's, there's, I'm sure, like, Sound of Metal's on Amazon Prime. Like, if I didn't accidentally fuck this up, I would have never had a, a way to watch this movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it literally, to me, is is not possible. I mean, like, I understand it's possible. I can just subscribe. But because I know I'll forget to fucking unsubscribe, like, I would never make the decision to just try and, and subscribe this once and then remember to cancel it in time and start the next one. It's just a decision right. I'd be like, it's not worth it to me. Because right, if right. I lose an extra $15 for no fucking reason, I'm going to be furious. Right. And then you know, before, I think, I don't even, I mean, I think eventually Amazon Prime movies are on DVD. But, like, before, like, if you... You know, when I was growing up, if if I missed one of the best picture nominees, right? Like, I'd be like, oh, this movie's nominated, but ah, oh, but that one's out of theaters now, before streaming, right? I'd be like, oh, I'll just check out Redbox in like a month because I know it's nominated for best picture. I don't need a subscription. I don't need any kind of bullshit. And it's forcing me to watch it in that time, right? Right. And so, like you say, you know, like having them all be on streaming, except I think the, the father is the only one that isn't on streaming at all because it's still in theaters because they okay. went the old fashioned way. It's kind of counterintuitive in that I ended up watching the fewest Oscar nominated movies when they were all at my fingertips, right? Or yeah. most of them, right? Like, it, it it just doesn't... You kind of go like, well, that's kind of backwards, right? You would have thought that, you know, if 10 years right, ago... Right, that's true, like, because cause in a movie theater, you're like, I have to catch this before it's out of theaters or else I have to wait for the DVD. Right. Or like, like, I can just watch it any time and then you never get around never, to it. Exactly, exactly. Or I go, oh, shit, I gotta start it. And then you start like 10 minutes, you're like, oh, damn, I gotta do this or that. I'll just finish the movie later and you never finish it, right? Where the movie, right. you go... Sit down. Do not look at your phone. Yeah, fucking you. You block it. out that time permanently. Right. right. It's like, like if that I'm means... driving to the theater, I promise I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like that meme of that the one from Bird Box where it's like that white guy holding that old white lady's face up and like it's all <laughs> scrunchy and he's like holding her to look at something. It's like that. Yeah. It's like you know the movie theater's going like, look at this asshole. <laughs> so, um, but I'm gonna try and watch watch the other five, the remaining five. Like I said, none of them are so long. I'm going to try and watch Nomadland because I feel like that's the um, the front runner for it. <sighs> Mank just feels like such homework. I don't... Oh, what is that movie even about? It's about the writer of Citizen Kane. And it's it's David Ugh. Fincher. It's David Fincher. The man made Seven. He made The Social Network. I should be excited. I just It just seems like the most homeworkiest homework movie right, like, ever homework. <laughs> that, that's fair. Like, like I, I feel like Citizen Kane is homework just if for no other reason than like everyone's like you should watch this like right. if you're into yes. movies you have to watch this yes me haven't watched it so obviously not into movies um but <laughs> like but like since everyone's like you should watch this and then you're gonna tell me there's a movie about the guy that made this movie that i feel like that i have to watch like, fuck out of here yeah it's like, like <sighs> even if it's all perfect right even if right. citizen kane is great and you love citizen kane and this comes out it's still gonna i feel like there's just too much like I don't know. There's, there's like too much. It's backstory. Too much the, like, yeah, too much the Academy up its own ass about movies, right? Like, so right. like a movie can be about anything. Like, there's a fucking movie about the making of Facebook, but it's fascinating, right? And it's one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and I just don't think I've heard enough for people to say, like, "Hey, there's more," right? Because it, it, there's more here about it, right? Because it's it's about the finding of Facebook, right? But it's also about like what the internet would become in terms of men 
you know, harassing women. It's about friendship. What? It's about betrayal. It's about the founding of what it eventually, where we are now, right? Right. You're telling me men harass women on the internet? <laughs> this is news to Why me. would somebody do that? <laughs> oh, we'll get to harassing when we get to Justice League. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> so, um... But I haven't heard anything like that about Mank, right? Like, there's no, like, oh, well, you know, it's a story about Mank, but it's really about, you know, making it in America as an immigrant or making it in America as an alcoholic, right? Like, right. I haven't heard that there's anything more there where I usually do, right? Like, oh, it's a movie about uh, fishing? It's like Omen in the Sea, right? It's a, it's a book about a man catching a giant fish. It's like, yeah, but it's about more, right? So, like, right. I haven't heard the and more for Mank, so I have no interest in watching it, even though I know I have should. to or should yes. <laughs> right yeah i guess have to as you ever colon guy who is into movies uh yes. <laughs> I have, yeah i mean i just finished last year i finished last year when i watched the um the irishman so you know i'll take my yeah. time but i'll get there um but other than that i you know the um all the categories from what i've heard from the movies because most, you know, usually correlates like, you know, if they're nominated for, you know, all the best actors are nominated for from the movies that are best pictures. Mm-hmm. And so um, all I've heard is that they're good, you know, um, good performances like Riz Ahmed, of course, he's nominated for best actor for um, The Sound of Metal. And then uh, Stephen Young is nominated for Minari. And let me see who else. Um, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman for Mank. So I've heard. The father's good, but I haven't, you know, I haven't seen it, so I can't really give my thoughts. And that's the same for I think all of them, you know, all of the best supporting actors. Oh, here's well, here's an interesting one: actress, best actress in a supporting role, Maria Bakalova, Borat, subsequent movie film, which is what? kind of awesome. Yeah, so she was not that he plays his daughter in the movie. She was nominated for best supporting actress, the, the one that like incriminates Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so here's here's another f- fun fact, and we can uh, move on after this one. Since I, you know, like I said, I, I don't have much in terms of thoughts about the Oscars other than, you know, I need to watch them. But there are two franchises in which the first movie and the second movie were nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. So this is, you know, a movie based on something else previously okay. published, right? And the first franchise is The Godfather. Godfather one was I mean on the you know based on the book and two was based on the book. The okay. other franchise is Borat, <laughs> okay. where the first movie was nominated for best adapted screenplay because based of the on show the TV show the Ali G show where Borat is like a supporting character. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jesus this one was Christ. also nominated for best support best adapted screenplay for the nominated. <laughs> I again, this has to be a certain level of just like I imagine like Sasha Baron Cohen just being like fuck. <laughs> just sneak it in there like, like... Dude, and I'm looking at the list and it's so hilarious because like when you usually on screenplays you know it's like story by one or two people screenplay by one or two people or sometimes the whole thing is written by one person so like you see like best adapted screenplay Nomadland Chloe Zhao One Night in Miami Ken Powers uh, The Father these two like dude Chris Hampton and Florian Zeller Borat subsequent movie film screenplay by Sasha Baron Cohen, Anthony Hines, Dan Swimmer, Peter Baham, Erica Marjavi, Dan Miser, <laughs> Jenna Friedman, and Lee Kearns. Story by Sasha Baron Cohen, Anthony Hines, Dan Swimmer, and Nina Pembrent. <laughs> Jesus. And, and you look at the, you go, you realize they are not, I mean, they're writers, but they're not as much writers as they are 
jigsaw puzzle people who just take a bunch of footage of Borat doing whatever and just right. it into just something that makes together. sense. It's no different than the guys that make the Jackass movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's their job. It's uh, like, we just piece this together where it looks like it makes sense. And they got uh, nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just love the idea of, like, Godfather, like, adapted screenplay, Godfather. It's, like, based on the novel by, like, based on the novel Godfather by so-and-so. Like, this shit's gonna say, like, Borat, adapted screenplay, based on the Ali G Show. The Ali G Show by Sasha Berger. Also, not not the Ali G Show. The Ali G Show. (laughs) Like, and it's gonna have him with his fucking do-rag. God. Have you ever watched any of those clips from where he's in it? First of all, have you ever watched the Ali G- the Ali G show at all? Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I actually have wa- I've watched a lot of episodes of it, and um, I how how does he suffer. ever get these prominent fucking politicians on? Right, like yes, what is yes. the what is the how does he even get them to show up? And then, but like I just remember, I want to say it was like it obviously I don't think it could have been the Secretary of Defense because that sounds like way too prestigious to be on the Ali G show. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, somebody in, in like, a Homeland Security or, like, a, a Defense Department. You know what I mean? Like, like someone in one of these areas is on there with them. And at one point, he's like, what if someone jumped the fence and ran to the White House? And they were like, we would just, like, like it's not a problem. We, we have stuff in place. And then he's like, what if someone... No, I think he says something about, like... I don't think it's flying a plane, but mm-hmm. he says something like crashing into the White House, like a terrorist event. And they're like, well, we have things in place. And he's like, all right, what if someone drove a train into the White House? And the guy's like, what? Like, like he was like, <laughs> he was like, there's no train tracks. And he's like, okay, but hypothetically, he's like, what if overnight while people are sleeping, someone makes train tracks to the White House and then drives the train through it. And you can see the dude's, like, fucking head is, like, about to explode. Like, he's like, what the fuck am I doing here? He's like, uh, how do you, who booked this? Who booked this? (laughs) Which one of y'all motherfuckers lied to me and told me to come in for this interview? (laughs) And it's so funny because, um, I don't know if you ever saw the the Trump tweet where he was like, I'm the only person who didn't get tricked by Ali G. And you're like, god damn it, this guy, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus. But your lawyer did so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah. But uh, you know, going from like we were saying, you know, people harassing or specifically men harassing women and other people online. Justice League Snyder Cut came out today. Okay. Um, I watched two hours of it. Um. <laughs> so the thing is, four hours. It's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who don't know, so in 2017, the movie came out, or the, the, they were making the sequel to Batman vs. Superman, and Zack Snyder was directing it, and it was a fucking huge movie. It was supposed to be, I think, two parts. And then, I think, uh, I don't want to say close to the end, but, you know, they were pretty much heavy into production. Um, he wa- he stepped off, he stepped away from the movie, and then Josh Whedon came in. And so I think it's a little muddled whether he stepped away or he was like, hey, he probably like came up to Warner Brothers and was like, hey, I should take a break. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, take a break, take a break. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll finish the movie. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And so then they put Josh Whedon in charge and he went in a completely different direction than what he had, completely changed the movie. And then ever since then, there was a um, a grassroots campaign 
to have the quote the Snyder cut, right? The the, right. the original movie as it was created. Which and so, I feel like Zack Snyder 100% played into, right? Oh, absolutely. Because he yeah, was yeah, unhappy he was, with what was done to it, right? To his movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I think I, I've talked about it before on here, you know, where people who were like, release the Snyder cut, the way that they saw it was that there was a completed, totally finished version of the Snyder cut. Or if not totally completed, I would say 85% done. Right, right. That was like ready. Almost ready to be released. Right, it just needed more editing and blah blah blah. And yeah, like just like final together. cuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they would. But then Josh Whedon came in, took parts he needed, and then just shit out the horrible movie that came out in 2017. Um, and so they finally gave him the money last year, whenever they needed something to attract people to HBO Max, and they gave him the money to finish it. I think like 70 million dollars to finish the movie. Which makes you go, so it wasn't finished, was it? There was no Snyder Cut, right? right? There was just like a patch. I remember reading that instantly and being like, you wouldn't need that much if if it was mostly done. Right, <laughs> exactly, right? Which means that you didn't finish it. And so I, I so it came out today, uh, March 18th, and I'm two hours in, and it is a lot. It is a lot of movie. It is a lot of movie. <laughs> Um, it's, it's better, I guess, than the last one. Um, what's interesting is watching it. I, I, I have usually have a pretty good memory about when I watch movies where I can remember most of it from the, just watching it once. And so watching it, it's kind of like, it's like bizarre because it's like you watched a clip show of a show before you watched the movie. So like, I'll be like, I remember that scene. I remember it being a lot shorter. It's like you watch like the longest trailer. Like you yes. watched the longest trailer. Yes, that's ever exactly. Existed that's exactly what it was. Where I was like, that feels familiar, and I just watched it already. But it, now it's like, how can I say, like, the fuller version? It's of like it? the remix, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and so, remix. Yeah, and so, um, did you ever watch the the original, the twenty seventeen one? I did not. The the it, it was bad, and this one was it, like I said. It, it I'm only two hours in. I'll finish it. Eventually, I would literally watch it in pieces over the course of the of, of the day. Um, there was a tweet that said, you know, like, I'm going to finally going to watch the Snyder cut the way it was intended by Zack Snyder over the course of many days in between meetings and lunch and take care, <laughs> take care of my kids on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I felt like I literally be working and I had like 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, let me do it. Right. I would go take a dump. I'd bring my phone and be like, yeah, let me watch a little bit more of the Justice League. Um. And so, um, but yeah, it's good. And, and kind of like how you were saying, where it's like he saw what happened to it. You can tell, like, like, like dude, like I would. There's, there's no way he wasn't like, what the fuck is this? He, even I don't even think he he said he didn't see it. But uh, you know, you can kind of get the tone just from the way people talk about the 2017 one, where you kind of go like, dude, you would no wonder you're upset and you want your cut to be released because this thing is horseshit. Right. Um. But uh, shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. But, oh, sorry, so I'm watching it, right? And early on, so the thing is four hours, like I said. And then early on, you, I noticed a bunch of little things that they just kept in for no reason. So, like, Amy Adams goes to get coffee early on in the movie. And the movie cuts from one thing in to, like, In the 2017 movie or both or? Oh, the, the, this one, this one. Okay. She goes to get coffee. And there, it cuts from something to, like, this guy making a latte, and he goes, you know, he goes, ding, 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 stirs it, makes the latte, the little flower, gives it to her, and then she goes, thank you. And he goes, like, yeah, of course, have a nice day. And then she walks out. And you go, why is that in there? 
Because the next cut is her, it's like a, a crane shot of her walking out of the coffee shop. You go, why didn't it just start there? Right? right. Like, this movie is so bloated. You go, cut that. Right? There's a bunch of shit. There's like, Diane Lane leaves her farmhouse, Clark Kent's mom. And you go, why is that in there? We literally don't see her at all. I'm an hour into this Justice League movie, and I've seen The Flash hasn't shown up. Batman has been in his cowl once for three seconds. Wonder Woman has been in it for five minutes. And Cyborg has been wearing a hoodie for the whole time. What am I watching? <laughs> right. Um, and so it's a Justice League movie that surprisingly has very little Justice League. So far, right? Yeah. It's, I'm still halfway through the fucking mammoth movie. Um, yeah. So... Here's so here was my first thought when I yes. when I heard that there was a Snyder cut or, or that they were going to release a Snyder cut, right? I was like, actually, I take this back. Even the moment there was news that people were like, "We want the Snyder cut," and like the moment Zack Snyder played into it, because I think he posted a a like a, a small still or like a grab or something of yeah. like one of his shots, and it was like different, and people were like, "Oh, see, like this is a whole different thing." He had his footage and it was not used um, or whatever. And I remember thinking, I was like, what are the chances? Like, is there any chance realistically that this movie is not that different from what he was going to make? And he's now just using this as a way to try and redo it. Like, Mm -hmm. do you think there's any, any chance that's what happened or no? Do you get what Uh, I'm saying? Like people hated this and he was like, Jesus. Like, not like, fuck, this isn't what I wanted. He was just like, ugh, fuck. Like, uh, yeah, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> like, give me take two. <laughs> I probably, yeah. Like, I, I it, it wouldn't surprise me with him. He, he, I can't read him. I can't read him at all. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, like, is he like, you know, because Michael Bay, I'm like, I can read Michael Bay, right? Like, I sort of know what he's into. And same thing with, like, somebody like James Cameron. You go, you love action, you do this. Like, him, I can't, like, are you, like, really good at trolling people? Because <laughs> you, do you remember he released the trailer, right? Okay. And a couple of my, a couple of weeks ago. And it, in it, he put that line with the Joker. He's like, we live in a society. society. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't put that in there unless you know that that's like a joke that the Twitter that Twitter made or like the internet made after the Joker movie last year, right? Right. So it's like, so are is this like a big? Like, is this what, a joke to you? Like, what are you trying to, to achieve? Like, is it serious? Like, are you right? Like, bro. Also, I, so it was actually around the same time, right? And someone was like, "Ah, yes, Zach's not." They're like, "Thank God, the King of Subtlety is returned," and it was like. <laughs> It was the picture of, because in that Joker's wearing like literally like a crown of thorns and he has his arms out. And it was like, then I saw, and what makes it even worse, if I'm being 100% honest, your boy didn't notice it. Like in this, in this second one, I definitely watched this movie, but it was like the first, like, I guess Man of Steel, right? Is the first Superman movie he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like fucking, uh, it's, it's Henry, like, um, it's Henry Cavill and he's like, if I have to sacrifice myself to save the earth, it's what I have to do. And it's like him, and then there's like a stained glass Jesus behind him. Yes, and yes, I was yes, like, yes. What made it awful was, one, I totally didn't notice the stained glass Jesus behind him when I watched it. Like, that's an imagery that, I, like, probably subconsciously obviously worked. But I didn't even pay two shits about it, because obviously I don't know how to critically watch movies. But, <laughs> see, like, I feel like even if you hadn't pointed out that this wasn't subtle, 
I feel like if you showed me the screenshot, I'd be like, this is ridiculous. Right? Like, like, and then there was another one where it's like, Superman is like flying down, but mm-hmm. like to land slowly. But for some reason, legs straight out, feet crossed at the bottom and arms straight out like a cross. And it's like, yes, we get it. Like, like Superman, Jesus got it. Like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> right, right. And the thing is that the, the, the basic, it, it's so funny that, that he, Snyder reads him as, Superman, or as he, as he reads him as Jesus, because a he makes him into a murderer. And he <laughs> <him over. laughs> You're right. <laughs> and oh then b God. the story of Superman isn't Christ; it's the story of Moses. Right? He's put into this basket and sent out into space. And the creators of Superman were Jewish, right? So they knew that that's what they were drawing from. They were drawing from Moses, somebody who is pushed down to be grazed by people who are, you know, the commoners. And then he eventually learns his true role and uses his powers to help people. In, or not help people, but like uses his, 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 who he really is to free people. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it's, is that, that's what I'm saying. Is that, is that Superman is like, oh, he's usually Jesus. But it's not Jesus because it's Moses. Because, <laughs> right. Right. He's sent to lead people. In a basket. Right. <laughs> <You're> and, <laughs> but then he just means to read that, and then he makes him into a murderer, right? <laughs> He's like, eh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, I follow this guy, uh, Devin Faraci, on Twitter. And the opening scene of the Snyder Cut is the, it literally starts with the ending of Batman vs. Superman, where he gets stabbed by Doomsday. Did you ever watch Batman vs. Superman? I don't think, I, you I, said you hadn't, right? I didn't, but I think I saw this tweet, but continue. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, he gets, Superman kills Doomsday with a Kryptonian spear, but then he gets killed too when Doomsday spears him with, like, his bone hand. Right. And he, the guy, Devin said on Twitter, he said, The Snyder Cut's opening credits play over a lengthy sequence of beloved children's character Superman screaming in grotesque agony as he dies. <laughs> <laughs> we follow the, his blood-curling scream, death scream as it travels the entire planet. <laughs> Jesus. And dude, it goes on forever. He goes, That's the ah! other thing I've seen is that like people are tweeting about like these awful scenes. Like, these scenes of just like profound violence just lasting way too long. Like they were talking about like they're like Wonder Woman apparently just fucking just obliterates some dude and it's like yeah. you didn't have to do that. Like you're Wonder Woman, yeah, didn't need to do that at all. <laughs> you could just like literally mm-hmm. grab him by the neck and be like, Stop it and just like punch right. his hands and You have him. a lasso, it's part of your yeah, deal. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> like, right, that that's literally what a lasso does. You wrap him up. <laughs> Like she goes, he goes, oh, because he tries to kill these people, and he goes, oh, that's unbelievable. And she goes, believe it now, or like you better believe it. And then she does her bracelet thing. The room explodes, and the only thing that sort of flies down after the explosion is the guy's hat. And you go, she's murdered. She's murdered. She's murdered this guy. Yo, Zack Snyder is definitely a Blue Lives Matter guy, right? Yes, in the in the same he's way. Like, he's like, like, like Wonder Woman. If you gotta kill him, it's what you gotta do. <laughs> it's what you gotta do. And it's so bizarre because I, I was talking to Sydney about Michael Bay, and I was telling her that Michael Bay. People go, oh, you know, he's all about military and and, and blah blah blah, right? And, and he is, but he's much more specific about it. And I, I realized this from a video uh, Patrick H. Williams made on on uh, YouTube, where he said all of his movies are about not fetish, yeah fetishizing the military. But not as a whole, the military people. Because if you watch like, his movies, fetishizing like 
a soldier, not the a military. soldier. Yes, the idea of the infantry, right? We every time you see a movie, it's like the government or the 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 people who are the part of the complex, the industrial complex of the of the government are the fucking itself. over this soldier, like kind of right. Like, yes, they're like incompetent. They're just getting in the way of the real heroes getting through that. And I feel like that's the same with Zack Snyder, where he's not like all like like you said, like he he's he's like a blue lives matter, but he's like subtle. Where he's it's like I don't think he would ever say that, but he would be like. You got to do what you got to do, man. Right? Like, more like, you know what I'm saying? Like, more, um... Like yeah, he's Batman. Batman. He wants to be Batman. <laughs> right. He's, like, more authoritarian where you don't go, oh, he's just doing the right thing. He's go, you got to, you know... You, he, he makes... He's like a he DJ, is right? the, the epitome of those joke Batman tweets where it's like Batman yes. will see a guy selling a dime bag on a corner and just fucking shatter his arm. And break his, yeah, he breaks his fibula, right? It's like that, dude. It's He, he says the line, yeah, Batman says the line in Batman versus Superman. He says, you know, if he even, if he's a 1% uh, threat to our survival, we have to treat it as an absolute certainty. And that's like some shit that like, Dick Cheney said about the weapons of mass destruction, right? So it's, it, I feel like it's like that same sort of like level of thinking where it's like not quite like all out gung ho like cops, well let's go, <laughs> right? But it's it's much more. Batman is 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 the ultimate figure of authority, and he's the one that's always right. Right, but I feel like that kind of like I I feel like that is. Blue lives, like like it, it, like I think Blue Lives Matter is a perfect correlation then because like they're not saying like cops can kill people we don't care they're just like nah you know cops are the guys that make the decisions so yeah yeah okay. respect it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I think it is, I and think it's a perfect analog you know what I mean like like people didn't say like we understand this may be the case but people like Blue Lives Matter doesn't explicitly state like kill as many people as you gotta do you know what I mean but like it, it definitely has the context of like we'd rather back that than the other option like yeah, so like and, I feel like it fits yeah and I, I think I, I, I think you're right and, I, and that's another thing is that like I can't read this guy and so I don't know <laughs> if that's the case because I don't know like and, and so I need to watch um the new he's got a Netflix movie coming out this year called okay. Army of the Dead and it's about it's got Batista in it, and it's about these groups of group of mercenaries who um, break so break into Las Vegas after Las Vegas. The whole city has been quarantined mm-hmm. under a zombie outbreak, so it's like right. Raccoon City. Except it's isn't Las this Vegas a sequel to Don or his his um his other of the dead? Uh, movie? It, I don't know if it's a sequel, but it, it's it definitely probably might the same be. universe. Yeah, it, I mean, it could be. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, but that's the, you know now that he has Netflix working with him, he pretty much is going to have carte blanche. Like, nobody's going to tell him right. anything. He's got $150 million to plan the biggest zombie movie of all time to do whatever the fuck he wants about whatever he wants, right? And so I think it'll be the first time probably since, like, 300 or even the first um, Dawn of the Dead where he can do anything he wants about whatever he wants. And so I feel like we'll get a very good idea of Zack Snyder's quote-quote underline bold who he is watching that movie. Yeah, it's kind of like they they say the same thing about a fucking uh, what's his name? What's his name? The Office guy. Uh, uh Steve Carell. No. Um. Oh, uh, Jim. Uh, uh, um, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Where they're like, he's in these fucking like Tom Clancy fucking Jack Ryan or whatever, and he's like, like military CIA, blah blah blah. But it's like, but then like once he finally has his own, like, he, like. 
he can like now you can make whatever you want and he makes like a quiet place and you're like who right. are you <laughs> yeah like who, who like, right so i think i think you might have seen the tweet that i retweeted it was like you know you kind of get a skeptic you get you kind of get a funky reading on him because it's like you can either be in the benghazi movie or you can be in the cia amazon show can't be in both because right. then you start things start to like yeah now we're know, starting to be like oh so you're in line like this yeah is, this is your category there is um did you ever watch hold on um what is it called phineas and ferb yeah um what is it, it it's like um what is the name of the doctor on there is it like Dusseldorf or Dinsdorf? yeah something like that yeah i know what you're talking about uh dr doofenshmirtz something like that uh, yeah, and he says something like, "Hold on." Yeah, Doctor Doof- Doofenshmirtz. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Doctor Doofenshmirtz, two times. He says something like, "Uh, oh, yeah, yeah." God damn it! What is this meme? Sorry, this is great internet. Is it? Is it have anything to do with a nickel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, like, it says if with... I had, if I had a nickel for every time I've been doomed by a puppet, I would have two nickels. That's not a lot, right. but it's funny that it happened twice. Exactly. That's exactly. It's a judge who's even in two weird movies, but I mean, it's not weird, right? But it's like it's happened twice, so <laughs> there's something there, right? right. <laughs> and oh, and did I tell you that, that in Justice League, the movie is in a, a box? It's a box ratio. It's a four three. Why? It's, d- dude. Uh, it, All right. So here's the here's the thing. So before we even go into this, right? I don't know enough about like like you know how we talked about NFL contracts. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about like when people were talking about different ratios in movies, like as they're like like like, like ratios and like film speeds and shit. I'm like. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Whatever you say, guy. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, most movies are, I think, one, one to two point three five. You know, so for okay. every measurement of one, there's two point three going lengthwise. Right. So if it's in four three, so that means that there are four going across and three going down. So it's pretty much a box. Right. So that's what I was. So the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is that, I mean. Four to three is what like your standard fucking tube TVs were, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and that. Yeah. So yeah. without without any knowledge of like whether this is a practice that is done for some reasons, you said done in four to three, and my answer was so. Here's the logical process, right? I don't know anybody that's had a fucking tube TV since at least I was like like since I probably graduated high school. Oh, that was ten yes. years ago. Why the fuck are we still filming things the same size as a tube TV? <laughs> so you're, you said, you said, filmed it in four three. All that went through my head super fast. And I was like, fucking why? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at the beginning of the movie, when you click the button that says play on the movie, right, you get a title card in the HBO Max font that says, <clears throat> "This film is presented in a four four by three format to preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision." Eat my whole dick, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> that, this is another part, dude. Of like There's not no being able to read him. Like, like, what? What is right. your thought process? So, again, me not having any knowledge. Is this is this a thing that people do still? 
Like, is this Nobody a thing that people making new movies that, like, oh, like, is there anything you think he could be bringing attention to? The, the closest thing that movies, that, that, that directors come to doing this kind of box is when they, like, artistic, are, uh, art, like, artistic directors do uh, squares. Like, uh, there's a movie called The Ghost Story that I think I mentioned months and months ago where they do this. And it's just like it's just like a flair. They're trying to make it like a storybook. And I think there's a movie called First Cow that came out this past year that also does it in a square. And it's usually just to just to do it. Uh, oh, uh, the lighthouse. Do you remember the lighthouse? The one that came out. Yeah, Robert, Robert the one Robert Pattinson jerks off in. That's all I know about it. Yes. Yeah, that one was. Filmed in that's the all. Way. That's that is the limit of my information on this movie is that I know Robert Pattinson masturbates in this movie. Master, <laughs> yes, yes, to like a wooden mermaid. Didn't even know that, uh, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so, but, but, you know, for those kind of like art house movies, you go, I mean, I guess you like experimenting, right? Like you want to do it, you know, it's old timey, so you want right. to do it it's, like a box. It's right? no different than to... a fucking Michelin star restaurant chef, like throwing a little bit of fucking garnish around the outside. Like, right, yeah, right. There you go. Like, yeah, like you're like, and that movie's supposed to be claustrophobic. And I think it helps because you feel boxed in. Okay. This okay, is yeah. a $200 million movie. Like this is the fucking Justice League, bro. Don't try for, and get fucking art house right, on me. <laughs> for ostensibly kids. Right, right. So you go why right like so quentin tarantino does this stuff but he's quentin tarantino and he does it with like the title or he does like a weird zoom right, right. a little flare a little garnish he doesn't he does the all these gigantic... tricks he do... here's the thing i think it's good as a trick and so like quentin tarantino does these as tricks right like like every right. so often this man was like i made justice league and they're like okay and he's like put it in a fucking box and they're like why put it in a box warner brothers and warner brothers is like bro come on man he's like I'm walking away if you don't put the shit in the box. <laughs> and Warner Brothers is like, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> my creative vision, my creative integrity, or whatever. Oh, God. I literally, when I, I, so I started, like I said, I started playing it throughout the day. And so when that little thing came up, I literally went, <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's he just like, he's in over his head, right? I, I feel like yes. it's like, like, that's the shit you do when you're in over your head, right? Like, like, like right. fucking, like he like has this film and it's four hours and he's like, I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna trim it down, and like, 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 like well, you're gonna have to do something because right now, like, we still need more. And he's like, uh, what about four three? And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, do that. And they're like, okay, put it in this box and he's like yeah yeah that's right that's good right and all the people around here are just like fucking looking around they're like okay (laughs) chop it off chop off the sides it's like imagine being like an actor being like I'm in my big break in the Justice League and you get cut off like one of your scenes you're like in the corner right and the reason is like he just didn't want to use widescreen and they're like what this thing that's been used across the board across the industry for years you're just gonna fuck this for no reason yeah, one of his things was like he eventually wants to get it in IMAX theaters, but I'm like, a, I've seen movies where the you know you can just make the screen bigger, right? Right. Like as you're, like, or like you can like watch it widescreen, and then when the big scenes happen, you can just extend it. So just do that with the whole movie, and then b, who's gonna want to sit through an IMAX movie for four hours? Right. Yeah, that's. that's... I don't fucking know. I mean, there's probably someone, but it, it, it can't be a whole lot of people. Um, right. Yeah. Also, we're 
it's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm not gonna. If I'm gonna go see a movie, I'm gonna not see the fucking Justice League for four hours, dude. Irishman, three and a half. One of the greatest directors of all time, and I had to chop that bitch up like it was <laughs> a TV show because I didn't want to watch it all at once. And so for this one, I don't give a shit about watching it on my phone and then pausing it and watching it on my living room for a little bit. So like I'll probably watch like 30 minutes tonight before bed and then I'll watch like an hour tomorrow after work and then like maybe finish it up Saturday morning. Right. Like I don't give a shit about the Justice League. I just want to it's out of morbid curiosity. Right. Um, Also, just I could be wrong. Right. The way I'm looking at this, I could be figuring this like the math I'm doing. I could be doing this incorrectly. Right. Mm. But I don't even. It doesn't even look like IMAX is exactly four three. No, like, it's like I think it's like sixteen nine or two or it's like one two seventy or some shit like that. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's it's probably not sixteen nine because I think uh, sixteen nine is what like most TVs are, and I think it's probably mm-hmm. not quite that wide in terms of, like, width versus height. But either way, I just... What I looked up says 1.43 by 1. Obviously, that, you know, you expand that to whatever the neat numbers are. But, like, yeah. that doesn't come out to 4.3. So, again, Zack Snyder, you're still a fucking psychopath with no fucking reason to do this. <laughs> uh, it just... It's... It's... Bizarre. I think... But, like I, I, said, I think... I think Zack Snyder doesn't know who he is. Like like like, 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 you said you can't get a read on him. I don't know that he has a read on himself. Like, like, I, I think I, all I can think of now is I watched the video. I, I think it was the Batman vs Superman really that bad video where he talks about like Snyder like missing the mark with Watchmen, and like it yes. was still good because it was almost a frame for frame recreation. So like yes. it still worked, but like through like the small bits of tone he adds, he misses it. And it's funny because it's kind of like, um, because I'm not, I don't watch film super critically. You know what I mean? Like I, I haven't, mm-hmm. whatever, I think it's a muscle. If not, like obviously not physical muscle, but like, I, I think like you probably, you know, you watch movies enough and you, you read about them critically and then you start to look for things critically. And then the more you do it, the more accurate you are and the more things you notice. Probably. Mm-hmm. If I had to take a guess. So, as someone who has never been the guy to do that, right? Like, I it, it's kind of like um, we talked about with Wolf of Wall Street. So, like, Wolf of Wall Street happened, and then the I saw years later people were talking about, like, does it glorify it? Does it not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, as someone who didn't really watch it critically when I first watched it, like, my thought was, like, Leo was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, someone walked away from that. Plenty of people walked away from that being like, Leo's awesome. You know, like, like that yeah. character's dope. Um, mm-hmm. He had a good time. And so it's like, again, as someone who didn't watch Watchmen super critically, like, you leave Watchmen feeling like Rorschach was the guy who was right all along. Yes. The movie. And then upon learning what the books talk about, and then if you really think about it, that's a hundred percent not what you're supposed to feel. Like. No, because he's supposed to he's be supposed pretty to much be a guy racist who dickhead the who fucking yeah, exactly. He's a racist dickhead fucking Q conspiracy. Like, I think he there's something with him in the fuck. What's his name? The comedian who like yes. raped. Don't know the character's name. Um, it's, uh, Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre. Yeah, like 
Yeah, either way. Rapes the conductor. I feel like there's some sort of point where, like, yeah, I think he had something. I don't think he had something to do with the rape, but I think he, like, kind of helped, like, ease it over or something. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to look at all this and be like, this dude's an irredeemable dickhead. Like, like, and the end of the movie with the way Zach did it, and as someone who doesn't watch things super critically, so there are a ton of other people, I'm sure, that watched that movie like I did, walked away with, like, Rorschach was, like, cool Batman. You know what I mean? Like, right. And it's like, that's not what you're supposed to get at all. <laughs> <laughs> and you're supposed to, you're, I mean, the, the book, you're supposed to go, oh, that's what Batman would really be like. We cannot have Batman in real life because he would be like that. That is why vigilantes are bad, right? Like, that's right. what the book is saying. And, and even, but, like, the, again, the comics, I, I read this in the co- other people talking about the comics even separately from the movie, uh, Batman versus Superman, but, like, in the comics, Batman is, when he's in the fucking giant, like, Superman beating suit, mm-hmm. he's supposed to look like a monster because you're supposed to look at that and be like, that's not human anymore. Like, like he's right. lost yes, his humanity. Yes. He's irredeemable. I, and so, like, I was just going to say that. Yep. So, yep. like, again, but Zack Snyder, you see, like, ass fucking dope. That's <laughs> a good dope suit, man. I mean, I think it was, it was movie Fuck Bob. Fucking him up. Fuck him up. It was him or, or somebody else in, in on Twitter who said that they were like, it's makes perfect sense why Zack Snyder would pick the fascist ver- Frank Miller, the one who wrote The Dark Knight Returns. That Batman is supposed to be this fascist monster where the art style has like him as this like giant muscle brute. Right. right. And his face is, is like disfigured. And like, he literally right. doesn't look proportionally human. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and he's like, it makes sense that Zack Snyder would pick that as the default Batman, kind of like the canonical <laughs> entry right. into Batman. Right. Jesus. Because he just thinks it looks cool. Fucking <laughs> Uh, uh, oh god but um we can we can wrap up uh the episode with with a quick little note about um transformers 5 the last night wait there's another transformers movie coming out no 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 no. it was one that came out a couple years ago so if that tells you anything about how much i keep up with the transformers movies (laughs) so my my brother and i went to see four abomination and so never again i'm not gonna get fucking take i'm not gonna get taken advantage of again i'm done we both saw three in theaters so we will because my brother and i saw three in theaters and that's the one where it ends there's like a big fight scene in chicago and the whole movie's dumb but that thing it's like a large scale battle in a city and i'd never seen anything like that this is before this is a year before the avengers new york fight okay so I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, the movie's not great, but, like, that scene is, like, an achievement of right. just, like, action. And so then we went to see four in theaters. Dog shit. Terrible dog <laughs> shit. Terrible just piece of shit. And then in five came out. I didn't see it. But then I come down, I found out later that there are eight aspect ratios throughout the movie where the <laughs> movie just keeps changing as you're watching it, sometimes in the middle of a scene. Why? Is there any... Is there a nope. reason? No, nope. he could have easily just picked the shortest widescreen aspect ratio and just cut all the movie out around it. But he literally just alternates between eight. And if you if you go right now after we stop recording, if you go look up just just the trailer, the late that you look up like last Transformers five trailer, it does that in the trailer. It goes do 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 do. It Jesus. goes like from big to small to widescreen to super widescreen to big box IMAX box to medium box to big box to super widescreen <laughs> to bird box uh... <laughs> to the bird box yeah and. Yeah, so I was like, nope, nope, not, nope, 
he's Michael Bay's lost his mind. I <laughs> want no part of it. It's funny because I, I, I again because uh, you know all of my movie knowledge is just kind of like we're honestly regurgitated. It, it, like I understand what other people are telling me, and so that like I'm like, oh, I actually get it. Like I get what people are saying now. But the thing is, is like I definitely didn't come to that conclusion on my own. Um, but like the, it's like the opposite of. Uh, I feel like someone was talking about Christopher Nolan. We're like. Christopher Nolan, like, is the most basic fucking filmmaker where, like, all of his shots are, like, over the shoulder. Per- like, the person talking is center of the screen, looking yeah. straight forward. Like, like, mm-hmm. It's, like, all these shots, there's no, like, camera moves. Like, the camera never swivels. Like, it's always just, mm-hmm. like, here's this guy. It's, like, okay, he's no longer talking. Character B's talking. Cut. All right, now let's look at character B. Like, and it's, like, his movies are fucking amazing, but he's doing nothing technical like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he's literally just like film this guy okay film yep. this guy okay there's a fight film this room okay like yeah whereas yeah, like yeah, like yeah. michael bay's like i don't give a fuck about anything that's going on but like but like this fucking jet is about to come in so i need you to widen the screen like <laughs> put the jet inside or put the camera inside the jet if you i want to see it <laughs> i want to see the chemical reaction <laughs> <laughs> I want to see every bit of this transformer turn into a robot or back to a car. I want you to be able to see that the exhaust is originally in his left arm and ends on the back of the truck. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, God. Michael Bay. Yeah, does he is he does he make anything good anymore? Um I saw he made a movie for Netflix called uh, Six Underground and it was all right. <laughs> it's like, does he make any good? Anything any more? It's like, well, he made a movie in his eye. It's like, so the answer is no. He doesn't. Oh. No. It's um. I mean, it starts off with this insane car change through like Florence, but the 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 kills are just so horrifically, grotesquely gory that you don't want to keep watching. Right. It's it's like again the Watchmen thing where it's like it's a fucking Zack Snyder shows fucking uh what's his name Night Out. Night Owl, yeah. So it's Night Owl, like, break a dude's elbow backwards, and, like, yes. in this in the comic, it's made to be, like, a holy shit, a superhero did this, but in Zack Snyder's version, it's like, he just fucking shattered that dude's arm. Like, yeah, he like, hits him with the WWE, man, awesome. oh my god! Just, <laughs> what now, hey. Ricard? Back here, my Jeez. Alright, uh-huh. well, um, yeah, Zack Snyder has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Michael Bay definitely has no idea what the fuck he's doing, but that uh we're gonna say that's the episode right so yeah but i i i'm excited to finish the movie i don't understand it okay (laughs) i kind of want to see what happens that's all i've seen on twitter is people being like it's better like i don't know if it's good but it's better so i want to watch it it. i i'm very i'm actually very very excited for that army of the dead movie and i don't know why (laughs) yo i saw a trailer for it and batista is running shooting and it it literally i was like I don't know if I want to watch this. Like, like Batista, the, like it looks like his arms are just like it looks like they gave him a gun, right? And they're mm-hmm. like run along these tables, and so he just ran. But like the way he's holding the gun, it looks like in the trailer he's shooting zombies on either side. But the yeah. way he's holding the gun while he's running, I feel like they just told him to run with the gun, and then later they're like, "Yeah, but what if there were zombies and he was shooting them?" And so like, like, <laughs> like if you go back and I don't, have you watched the trailer at all? I know yeah, yeah, I know, what, I know what you're talking about. I, Go I, back and watch I can't it. remember that. Because it looks like, what it is, is it looks like, like if you're thinking of yourself holding a gun, when you swing your body, like you turn, you twist your body as you run, right? Mm-hmm. When your left foot goes forward, your whole upper body twists to the left. 
when it looks like when he twists to the right, it doesn't look like the gun goes far enough because naturally, if your left hand is holding the front of the gun, when you twist mm-hmm. to the right, the gun's just gonna face forward. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna face yeah. down and to the right. So when you watch uh-huh. it. Just look, because it looks like his gun never rotates enough to the right to shoot any of the zombies down there, but then they just okay. added, like, gunfire. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out, yeah, because I definitely, I was just like, oh, he's running, and then he just, like, cut to something else, but I didn't look at it enough to be like, oh, wait, he's not actually shooting anything. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, like, the first thing I noticed. I was like, I don't feel like they told him to shoot at anything when they filmed this. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, uh-huh. oh, was there something else you wanted to add? Oh, no, 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 just that. Just that I'm excited for the movie. Okay. I hate it. I hate that I'm excited for it, but I am. <laughs> so, um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T-Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. And if you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to email us directly, you can email us at DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. So, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. See you guys. Peace.